Welcome to the left turn here on X106. Jacob Blair, Trevor Mader with you. An hour early today is Trevor. Hello. We, we wanted to accommodate Trevor. We'll talk about racing for an hour. But <coughs> Trevor's got Trevor's to get somewhere later this evening. So an hour early today, not going two hours, just two to three, but an hour early in terms of the show. And it is off-season time, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there's not things to talk about yeah the off season can be kind of silly i guess would be why they call it silly season um plenty of things to talk about as you mentioned and there is some racing just you know more at the grassroots level and some of the the things that one of the big piece of news we haven't been able to talk about yet because of course we have our show on monday which means that everything will drop on like a tuesday or wednesday but jimmy johnson haven't been able to talk about this yet Retiring at the end of the 2020 season, he'll be in that 48 car one more year. Uh, it took about two hours for it to sink in for everybody, and then immediately everyone was talking about who will be in that 48 car next year. I or don't in two years, and I don't think it's surprised. I mean, I don't think it surprised anybody that he is stepping away after 2020. I think everybody kind of figured 2020 or 2021 was going to be it. I think it would have been a little bit of a surprise if he'd have came out and said he was done, like Carl Edwards did. Um, but that is that is a question that everybody wants to know and is going to be one of the biggest talking. I mean, we're already talking more about the 2021 silly season well, than we are the 2020 silly season. Well, and this, this really is wrapped up. I mean, you look at silly season 2019 to, to field everything for 2020. It's pretty much wrapped up. We know Cole Custer. We'll be taking over for Daniel Suarez in the 41. Suarez still waiting on to see what he's going to do. But the drivers that have lost rides being Daniel Hemrick, some of those guys, they, they have found rides elsewhere. Hemrick driving in the Xfinity Series for 21 races in the eight car next year. So everything kind of being finalized this year. And then you get that big news that immediately starts the ball rolling for the 2020 to 2021 silly season. Uh, the big news again, Jimmy Johnson retiring and... I think the interesting dynamic with um, looking ahead to that is that Ally, the, the current sponsor for that 48 team, is under contract till 2023. It was a deal with the team and not Jimmy Johnson. Um, and we see so many times how pertinent being able to bring sponsorship dollars with you is to being able to obtain a ride. That's not going to be the case, it, it sounds like, for Hendrick Motorsports and whoever they put in that 48 car. It's they're pretty much going to have the opportunity to pick well, out who they want and, and try to make it happen. And the interesting thing about it as well is everyone, and not everyone, but the idea is, okay, they're going to go grab the next best thing in the Xfinity series. They're going to go try to steal some, some young gun. Well, I, I don't know if that is 100% what they're going to do. There's some other drivers coming off of contracts and, available and, that they may go try to steal from the cup side and, and switching and cup when rides. you look at... You know, I feel like if this would have been a year earlier, Tyler Reddick would be at Hendrick Motorsports. Um, you know, if he would have made this announcement last year, there would have been a plan in place to, to keep Tyler Reddick um, with Junior Motorsports and then eventually with Hendrick Motorsports. But when you look at the, right now the field of drivers that there are at Junior Motorsports, which is pretty much the feeder system for Hendrick Motorsports, Justin Allgaier, Michael Annette, you know, they've been there, done that in the Cup Series, and really the only reason you would go to them would be because of the sponsorships they bring. That doesn't seem pertinent at the moment. Um, Noah Gregson, jury's still out on him. He struggled to be consistent in the Xfinity Series. And, and then, you know, the multitude of other guys that have been at Junior Motorsports, nothing sticks out there. I don't think they go to the Xfinity. If they do, I think it's Ross Chastain. I mean, I don't think they go to the Xfinity Series and pluck out a young guy. I mean, it's to me, it's it's Ross Chastain, or as you mentioned, a lot of guys. The, the way the Xfinity Series sits right now is it's a lot of drivers that I think need more development. They're not going to be ready after a year. And there's a lot of guys that are TRD guys. That, that are, There's a lot of TRD guys that you're, you would have to steal away, but those contracts are a little bit difficult to, to get them out of. I mean, you see what's happened with Christopher Bell. They needed to get him in a cup car, and they needed to get him in a cup car now, and they did so. Yeah, and, and thankfully Matt DiMenedetto ended up at the 21 team. But I, I think you mentioned it. The only driver in the Xfinity Series, I think, Ross Chastain is there. I, I think Justin Haley, we need to see what he if he can continue to progress before you, you talk about that, him being in the Chevy camp. The one driver, I, I would, you look at the Cup Series, you've got some, some options there as well. One kind of, for me, 
just to throw a name out there. I wouldn't keep Justin Allgaier out of the discussion. I know he's a little bit older, but Hendrick already has several young guys there. They're developing William Byron, developing Alex Bowman. They're, they're still trying to get Chase Elliott to a, a championship-level driver. We've seen him. He, he's creeping there, but he's not there quite yet. I don't know if you want to go through another development with a driver, whether it's Ross Chastain, whether you grab some other young driver. There's development that's going to have to take place. You take a, a guy like Justin Allgaier, say you can't get a name floating around Kyle Larson. There, there's some others as well. I know Larson's. I think the the thing with Larson that makes it really difficult is you know his desire to um, partake in a, a lot of dirt track races, which is yeah. which is great for him. Um, you know, but that's something that Hendrick in years past hasn't been super they want keen Larson, on, on, his, have to let that on his drivers. So that's what makes me think Larson it, probably isn't. I, I throw all guy out there because it is a driver. Albeit it wasn't a great stint in the Cup Series. He has Cup Series experience. He's a solid Xfinity Series driver. There, there's more experience there. But I still think for me, if I had to put a name on it right now, Ross Chastain's my my favorite to hop in that 48. Yeah, car. I. You know, I I wouldn't count on Eric Jones. You know, you look at the way things right now are with the Toyota camp. Um, you know, they've got forty seven guys. It seems like they're trying to get into five cars. Um, he could end up being the odd man out, and depending on how this season goes for him, we've seen him show speed and get to victory lane a couple of times. And we've also seen before all it takes is a guy to get a change of scenery um, to really skyrocket. Look at Kyle Busch. Look at Martin Truex. Look at Joey Logano. And I think his contract was just a one-year deal. Um, I think Kurt Busch's contract is only a one-year deal. If I is a two-year deal, I think he ended up with a, a two-year deal. That's another spot that Chastain could it, end up. It's it's muddy right now in terms of silly season twenty twenty right now because into the twenty twenty one season all because of this one move by Jimmy Johnson to retire. Has one more shot to win some more races, one more season to win another championship, win his eighth, and kind of become that sole guy at the top of the list. And, and he's got some work to do. And that there was some things floating around that maybe he was doing this because he didn't want to go through another car change. I mean, you, you look at Jimmy Johnson's age, and you look at his performance the last couple years, this doesn't surprise me that this came now. Uh, sometimes just we see it in all sports. And I personally, I think you're seeing it with Tom Brady in oh, football yeah. right now. You get to a certain age, and you can still get it done. You just it you don't have that edge you had before that that's fallen off. And and once that happens, you kind of look, you turn. You, you've got a, a young family. There, there become things that that when you get to that age, you're not a hundred percent focused on racing like some of these younger drivers are, and. When, when you, the performance starts to fall off, it makes that retirement decision easier and easier. And and you look at Jimmy, he's got nothing left to prove. Um, I mean, literally, anyone that thinks he does is an idiot. I mean, you know, two Daytona 500s, 83 race wins, seven championships. He's won at, I think, every track except Kentucky and then obviously the Roval, which he did try to win. Um, the only thing that he would that he really has to even, I guess, keep himself going is – you know the the chase for an eighth title which you know i wouldn't put money on you know the way they've performed the last couple of years but he's got nothing to prove he's 44 years old he's got two daughters um he's not going to be done racing well, and, and he's made that clear that he won't be done racing he he said he wants to try to maybe run some indy car stuff not on the ovals but you think he'd do the 500 I, I think so with the, the, five, with, with when, the, when I think ovals, I don't even think about the 500 because that that in itself is a totally different oval. Different oval. You know, I understand not want to do Texas or Pocono, which I mean, you wouldn't have to do now off the schedule. I, I think the one thing that, that could get him to think about it. I, I think personally, that is the one thing I, I would love to see Jimmy do in his, you know, air quotes retirement is run the Indianapolis 500. The Indianapolis 500 I, used to be a race that. Everyone at a high level of motorsports wanted to say, hey, I at least ran that once. I tried it once, and you've kind of seen that gone away. Yes, because IndyCar, it's such a different style of car. You can't just hop it and race anymore. But I, I'm still waiting for when, when is Kyle Busch going to run one? When is Kyle Larson going to run one? When, when are these guys going to cross over and to see Jimmy run that? And now with the, the – because he said he didn't want to run it before because there is, there is a inherent – 
danger mm-hmm. aspect that's a little bit higher than a NASCAR just because of the open cockpit. The thing but is now, now with the there's protection. Screen. You've got the aero screen. Does he think about it a little bit more? And he said before, too, you know, in, in terms of wanting to, to run some road courses, he feels like his style of road course racing suits the Indy cars better. You know, you think about it, the Indy cars, pretty much every Indy car road course race is like Sonoma. It's so technical um, and, and meticulous. And we've seen Jimmy have success at Sonoma, whereas Watkins Glen isn't quite as technical or meticulous. Hasn't had the success. So he, he feels like his style could translate over um, into that in the near future. And I think we're going to see him run some big events. You know, he's – why not? And as far as I'm aware with the NASCAR rules is you're only allowed four full-time teams. But Hendrick, with his retirement, I think would be able to, to roll a fifth. Or is it only for young drivers? Only for, I think, young drivers not declaring for points. Um, I was just reading something about this other day. I believe so, like um, – for a guy like Chase Elliott a couple years ago when they were trying to get him some experience, some experience um, it would have to be something totally different, whether it be a, you know, a, a whole new team that could be kind of attached to Hendrick but not. See, I, I wouldn't – because I don't know if Jimmy would, would hop in a car for someone else, which is – this could sound crazy. I wouldn't be surprised to see – Jimmy Johnson, because he said he, he wants to maybe run a – he doesn't want to be done cup racing. He just wants to be done full-time. But we've seen other drivers say that, and then they don't race again. But I think with Jimmy, he, he could do something where maybe this is where junior motorsports mm-hmm. makes their – their they you know make their first jump to the cup series, and they have a car for Jimmy that is essentially a, a, a fifth Hendrick car, and but it, it's well, entered and, by and, Junior Motorsports. And it could be a, a Jimmy slash feeder car to get guys like Noah Gregson yeah. or, um, you know, one of those guys in the next couple of years, maybe a Sam Mayer um, to get some time. And the other thing, a couple other notes is, I think you mentioned, you texted me this earlier, is with uh, the 47 and the 37, we knew Ryan Priest, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be there. They're kind of just switching car mm-hmm. numbers. Ryan Priest will take over the 37, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the 47. So nothing too big there, just a little Yeah, little it, note. It'll, it'll be confusing the, the first couple times, um, I'm sure, beginning of the season, at least to me, because I'll be confused when Priest is in the 37 instead of the 47. Um, but I might recognize the 47 when it's bringing out a caution every race, too, and that'll quickly eliminate that. I um, think... The only other thing NASCAR silly season wise is still waiting on the replacement for Tyler Reddick in the yeah, two car. I know Richard Childress Racing has said they want to run full time in that car, but and we I, know Myatt Snyder is going to run a part time schedule with them. So the question is, are they going to run a two car operation over there with one kind of the development car and then get one full time driver? Is it just going to be the two car? Yeah, Myatt Snyder some, and then they'll fill that. With, with with everyone and else they decided there's to some it. there's nothing official yet but there are some rumors floating around that um front row motor sports could reduce down to two cars we saw them field three this year with michael mcdowell matt tift and david reagan reagan is stepping away um matt tift had to, to step away as well as he battled some health issues and was replaced by john hunter nemechek late in the season everything i've read would point to it being the 34 car that would be the odd man out and now they would then they would set their lineup however i would assume john hunter nemechek would factor in there somewhere because well the ride he was in in the xfinity series the gms team they've closed their doors and they're gonna focus on the xfinity side and focus on the truck series they're gonna focus on the trucks which i don't think is a bad play for them um you know that chevy's program the xfinity series hasn't been great you know, and they've been the fourth best team in the Xfinity Series all year behind Junior Motorsports and RCR and Calling. Um, they can still serve as a feeder system with their Truck Series teams, which they're going to do with four full-time teams and then a part-time team because in the Trucks and Xfinity Series, there is no limit on how many teams you can run. Which is a good thing because you got to make sure to have enough cars in, in that series, enough rides as well for, for people to move up, but... It, mostly everything's sealed see if daniel I, one thing i'm waiting on to see is if daniel suarez puts together a deal or wants to put together a deal where he takes over and runs full-time in the xfinity series kind of well, takes over for tyler reddick could we but see him at front row there, there's also that in play and, you know but suarez has 
as you mentioned, Suarez has a sponsorship money with Aris um, to bring with them. I and mean, pretty much from everything I've read, that was already on the table with Stuart Haas, and they decided they wanted to get Cole Custer up to the Cup Series. Which, for, for, for Stuart Haas, and yes, it kind of wasn't the, great the way they handled that with, with Daniel Suarez. I think Suarez is one of those that he's just close enough to breaking through to be a really good driver. He needed a, a little bit more time. But if I'm Stuart Haas, you can't leave Cole Custer down there too long. They needed to get him up to the Cup Series at some point, and this was the year to do it. I, I think they could have waited a, a couple more, another year, and then what's going to happen with Harvick? What's going to happen with Boyer? Boyer Almarola as well. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of movement there, but deciding, let's go ahead and get Cole Custer up here and and learn at least from Harvick and Boyer, which I think was a good option. I think Cole Custer in the long run, obviously we don't know, will end up being a better driver than Suarez but that's for and time then, to decide. And that raises another question, too. You know, so Stuart Haas had been fielding um, two Xfinity teams with Cole Custer and Chase well, Briscoe. Aren't we still waiting on the 32 as well? Is that one other? Kind of. Corey LaJoy is, has said that all signs indicate that he's coming back, um, but nothing has been official to my knowledge. Um, that That was the one little thing in there, too, that you kind of forget about is that 32 – have, well, this year, have an alliance with Stuart Haas and Corey LaJoy in that car last year. Nothing confirmed yet. And is well, Suarez going to go there? What's LaJoy doing? Was Custer going to go there? Uh, so Sounds like Custer will be in the 41. Yep. Um, and you could see a situation where um, LaJoy goes to the 38, Suarez goes to the 32, um, and then maybe Stuart Haas goes down to a one-car so, Xfinity team. There's, there's still some... Still some things left to, to be figured out in the Cup Series, but nothing, none of the major rides, nothing major left to figure out. Just a, a couple odds and ends left in the silly season. IndyCar, that's another story. Yeah. As we thought it was winding down, we thought it was, was pretty, pretty, uh, it was only a couple things left to do, and then McLaren dropped a bomb, and then at Carpenter Racing dropped a bomb. And then Dale Coyne Racing decided to drop a bomb. What I mean by that is James Hinchcliffe, we, we talked about this before, but just to keep everyone caught up, out at McLaren, they're going to put two young drivers, Pato Award and Oliver Eskew. Oliver Eskew is going with what's going to happen at Ed Carpenter. Got confused there for a second. Ed Carpenter Racing, Spencer Piggott, out of that race car, Renus VK, also from Indy Lights, will move up to fill that seat and then the big one Sebastian Bourdais surprisingly out at Dale Coyne Racing they were moving on from him he will race IMSA Racing but now there's some rides left open there's some movement still to do I know Ed Carpenter Racing we're still waiting on kind of the the not full-time driver but who fills was the it, other was seat was it Jordan King last year who was it last year that was their part-time was Ed, it Ed Jones. Jones okay um yeah that one we don't know um, and then Dale Coyne Racing, you know, they had been fielding well, and, two cars with Santino Ferrucci. Ferrucci hasn't been 100% confirmed yet for the other ride. I That one seems pretty secure, though, for him. But now with Sebastian Bourdais out, I know there's there's some things. But with him out, I kind of – it's hard not to see James Hinchcliffe at this point sliding into that car. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. And also, nothing said in stone with A.J. Foyt Racing, either with Matias Laced and um, Tony Kanaan. Um, I would think that Tony Kanaan is going to come back at least I, for one more year. I, I think driver-wise it's pretty set. The question is, will they be at the track? Yeah. Still searching for, for sponsorship because ABC Supply no longer with them, and that's a team that for the last couple of years has struggled, and then last year in particular struggled. Still waiting on Carlin, too. Carlin don't know who will be in those cars, also don't know how many cars or if they will have a car. We do know, however, Meyer Shank Racing is going full-time with Jack Harvey, so we a little bit of concern there because they had the relationship with Schmidt-Peterson, with Honda. Didn't hurt them too bad. They will be full-time with Jack Harvey. So you're getting a couple cars. You're losing a couple cars. The, the IndyCar grid, I don't even think, is close to being fully figured out yet. Yeah, there it's, could still be a lot of movement. Uh, I think the only things that are set is Penske's lineup is set. Um, all signs point the Ganassi lineup is set, and I would guess the Andretti lineup is set. Yeah, at this point, those three, everything else, 
I, well, McLaren said at yeah. this point as well, but yeah, a lot of interesting things still to happen at IndyCar with, with Indy, and I, I, I don't, I could see it lasting all the way until February, where we're still like, well, who's going to be in, in the second Dale Coin car? What's happening here? And, and we've seen with IndyCar, especially this silly season, as you may think you have a ride, and something may happen come February, and, and you're out of one. Uh, Another interesting thing all this sets up IndyCar-wise is now you look in. It's always fun to look at the 500 because you always have those, those extra entries is, is how many do we end up at car-wise. Right now, the way I see it is you could be looking at struggling to get to 33 or we could be at somewhere where we were last year where your possibility of 40 showing up just based on what teams bring what cars there's a lot of this year in particular for the 500 at least there's a lot of drivers sitting out there that don't have rides that could at least get that that one off at the 500 you know letterman lanigan will have their third car andretti could have a 47th car at the 500 I mean, you still you still got Connor Daly sitting yep. out there as well. That's you know, one does driver. Fernando Alonso make another crack at the 500 with McLaren. 100. percent I think that. I mean, I I would I, I, I would, would guess, guess so. so. Um, but nothing set in stone. Um, have we seen Ed Carpenter Racing pull out a third car in every years year, past? Yep, yep. Every year. Um, and they they have a uh, relationship with that third car with Scuderia Ferrari that will make sure that third car is there. And I think the McLaren move, and this is just my, is you have McLaren jumping into the IndyCar series. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these other maybe Formula One teams, if McLaren is able to say, hey, we're improving our Formula One team using IndyCar, you you see some of these other teams. Because Scuderia Ferrari is the American outlet of Ferrari, so it's the American Ferrari racing team. Wouldn't be surprised to see maybe them jump full-time in the IndyCar series. You're already seeing some sports car teams. You had Dragon Speed this year. They want to go more full-time. So the, the IndyCar series, and now with Penske becoming the new owner of it and, and IMS, everything points towards a lot of good, and, and I, I would personally love to see an expanded full-time grid. Is Some, some tracks... The current amount of cars they have being, you know, if you have 22, 20, 22 full-time teams, then you always get a couple extra, okay, we chose to run this, we chose to run this, but to see 25 full-time teams would be pretty cool for the IndyCar series. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's silly season talk here, and still some things to figure out, some things were figured out while we were away for the last couple of weeks. We're going to take a break here on the left turn when we get back. Trevor mentioned it. At the beginning of the show, some although off-season for IndyCar and NASCAR, still a lot of racing going on. It's kind of that grassroots winter season where there's all sorts of dirt racing, all sorts of short track asphalt racing going on over the winter. Big one this weekend, the Snowball Derby. We'll talk about some of those races when we get back on the left turn. Welcome back to the left turn here on X106. Jacob Blair, Trevor Mater with you. and finish, Just finished talking about Silly Season. Now we'll talk about... Some of the, the races going on still. A lot of racing around the country. USAC finishing some some stuff up on their, their midget and sprint car series. Kyle Larson, real quick, just talk about him before we get to the Snowball Derby. But Kyle Larson has formed basically his own midget team, fielding his own car. And some of the races that are being run right now, he is tearing it up in his number one midget right now won a bunch of uh, big usac races out in california and hopped in i believe a sprint car just this last weekend won a race so kyle larson never quits racing and it doesn't matter where he is he will try to win races and, and he's been doing that since homestead yeah it's too bad he can't win races at the nascar level consistently well and and one, one thing in we're going to try to figure out a time to do a show next week. I have a, a final at our normal show time, so we'll try to get one more show in for Trevor because he's still on track to graduate. And yeah. Being that we only have a couple weeks left, I, I think he might actually do it. Maybe. We'll see how finals go, but I like my chances. I mean, I, I, I would enjoy you for another semester because then we could no, continue really, the show. No, you really but, wouldn't. But you need to graduate and yeah, get out of here. You really wouldn't enjoy me. I probably wouldn't be a happy person. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you're back here for another semester, you wouldn't be happy. Yeah, no, I'd be pretty grouchy. Grouchier than normal. But the interesting thing is if we have one more show, we'll talk a little bit about the Chili Bowl, but 
Kyle Larson going to run his own car at the Chili Bowl, normally in a Keith Coons Motorsports midget, as is Christopher Bell. Neither of those two drivers running for Keith Coons, so the Chili Bowl will look a lot different this year. But Snowball Derby, the biggest short track race, the biggest asphalt short track race of the year in Pensacola, Florida, at Five Flags Speedway. It's a whole week of activities. It's kind of, for the short track world, it kind of has that same feel as the month of May. The, the, they have a, a practice day where there's you know, the fastest time, gets a little bit of a money bonus, and that's a couple Don't weeks Don't they start before. racing on, like, Tuesday? Racing starts on Wednesday okay. night, I believe. I knew it was, like, a whole week-long ordeal. I think, I think they switched it up this year where they kind of condensed it a little bit because last year uh, racing started on Wednesday with the Pure Stocks and the Sportsmen, and then Thursday was the Outlaw Stocks. Friday was the modified, Saturday was the pro trucks and pro late models, and then Sunday was the snowball derby. I think this year they're doing it a little bit different where Thursday is the pure stocks, the sportsmen, and the pro stocks. Then, or the pro trucks, excuse me, and then Friday is the modifieds plus qualifying for both the snowball and the snowflake. The snowflake being the pro late models, which are little bit less motor and then the super late models they are on or saturday is the outlaw stocks along with the snowflake 100 and then sunday's the snowball derby the 300 lap event live pit stops everything in play there but it's a whole week long event and just like bump day and qualifying day at indianapolis being one of the most stressful times in racing qualifying for the snowball derby for short track drivers on friday is one of the most pressure-packed, tense things you can watch. I have watched that for the last several years. And just drivers' faces sitting on the bubble or knowing they're going out late and they're trying to beat the dew that sets on the track and, and get the right draw. And It's a, a wild, wild event, and it's one of the most prestigious events in short track racing. And that's why a lot of NASCAR drivers have raced this. A lot of NASCAR drivers have won this. And a lot of NASCAR drivers within all three series are headed to five flags to race this we'll kind of look at the entry list for the snowball derby now and just put in perspective how big of an event this is and how prestigious of a race this this is again that half mile track in pensacola five flag speedway Derek kraus you've seen him run some trucks this year he's entered to run this race and should and he's running for donnie wilson and we're going to mention some names that maybe you've never heard of, but that in the short track late model world are, are tough to deal with Donnie being one of them. So Derek Krause driving one of those cars will be a threat to win this. Yeah, and a young up-and-comer coming off a good run in the K&N series. Also, Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy. Is this his Snowball Derby debut? No, it I is not. Okay, he's, I he's run many know, of them. I was thinking he had, but I don't know why I was thinking maybe he didn't. Um, and then, you know, another um, late model guy to keep an eye on, Jeff Chiquette. Wins always, a lot of races been really in the fast. southern part of the country. You look at Mason Mingus is on this injury list, hadn't raced for a while. He's was in the truck series a, a, long, a couple years ago, just won the All-American 400 at the Fairgrounds mm-hmm. Speedway in Nashville. He's back in that five car. You just go through this entry list. David Rogers, he, he was dealing with an illness. He's come back. He'll he, he, a, a long-time racer there. Harrison Burton, he'll be driving his 12 car. He'll be there. You look at a driver like Carson Hosevar. You've seen him run uh, kind of some of those truck races. Uh, He's only like 16 years 16, old. 16, but you see him run the short tracks. Um, you look at Connor Okrezik, a name that I think we'll hear on the NASCAR circuit here in a little bit. Uh, a driver that's, that's really fast and has challenged some races in the late model world, still young. And you just go through this list, and, and there's a lot of, of names and Drivers that we'll just skip over because you've never heard of them. We don't have time to talk about them, but we'll threaten. But then we'll also mention some of the the big-time late-model guys that everyone's going to have to deal with. Three right here, Casey Roderick, Bubba Pollard. That's a a name that's been mentioned by NASCAR drivers as being Mm -hmm. one of the best drivers in the country, point blank, period, regardless of where he is. Always a threat. Travis Braden, an ARCA Series driver, a threat in late-models. He will be there. Derek Thorne, another driver. That's won a lot of races from Bakersfield, California. He drives the 43. One of the favorites for the Snowball Derby. And kind of if our 
what was it, my 2021 Truck Series champion pick, Chandler Smith, driving the Kyle Busch Motorsports number 51. He will be a threat. Steven Nassi has been tearing up the late model world this year. He's a threat as well. David Gillen, longtime NASCAR driver, he is running this event. Josh Berry, seen, you've seen him run for Junior Motorsports a couple times in the Xfinity Series, but late model world out in North Turn Carolina. Stuff up. Every single year, he is tough to beat. You look at you know, like Jordan Anderson, drives the, the truck series, runs his own truck series team. He'll be there in the 88 car, getting his chance at the Snowball Derby. And then Ty Majeski also on the list. He's tried to win this race over and over, and, and that's just some of the names on this list. There's a lot of other drivers that there, – there's some young drivers that – you don't know their name now. You'll know them in the future. And then there's a lot of late model veterans, guys like Augie Grill. Who's uh, won it before. Who's won this race before. It's a it's a collection. And this is one of those races where it's a collection of names you know, names you don't know, but names that should have the same weight because you have – that's what makes this race so tough is I think right now there's like 58 entries for this event. 36 will start the event on Sunday. There's probably 52 cars that will – unload on the ground of the 58 that have an opportunity to win this race yeah it's gonna be a fun one down at five flag speedway in pensacola florida half mile track down there and a track that i would like to see maybe the truck series or something dabble with in the near future is well a little bit of foreshadowing maybe from trevor there possibly i know what i'm doing <laughs> but That's five flag speedway big bucks. snowball derby this weekend speed 51 has all the coverage of that and, and they're a, a, a media company that really helps out with the short track racing world. But it's a big event. I, I think this will be my fifth or sixth year tuning in to the coverage. And it's a fun one. It's it's always hotly contested, and it's, it's always a, a good race. It's one of the best races of the year. It, it generally doesn't disappoint with, with on-track action, and, and it's it's a fun one. So I'm excited for this weekend. Racing doesn't stop. You keep going. You've got the Snowball Derby. You've got the Gateway Dirt Nationals in St. Louis near Christmas time. Then you turn around. You, you've got the Tulsa Shootout. You've got the Chili Bowl. There's all these winter tours in, in Arizona and California and Florida. So although NASCAR doesn't go from November to February, there is plenty of racing to to, to catch in the southern part of the country. Yeah, fun time. Like I said, racing season, even when it ends, it doesn't really end. May You may not get much of it. Here in Maryville, where it's either really windy and cold or snowing. Yeah, but, or 65 degrees. Uh, yeah, apparently that's that's what winter is going to be this year, is it'll be 21 day and 60 the next day. But Florida, California, Arizona, Texas, generally warm enough to have some fun behind the wheel of a race car, and they'll be doing that at Five Flags Speedway this week. We're going to take a break here on the left turn. We come back, have a little bit of fun here on the left turn, talk about some tracks that come 2021 – when we see that new schedule, tracks we'd like to see on the schedule will be back on the left turn. Welcome back to the left turn here on X106. Jacob Blair, Trevor Mader with you again. An hour early today, Trevor's got some, some other things he's got to take care of. So still wanted to talk racing. One of our last shows here of the semester. One of Trevor's last shows. Hopefully we get a show next week so this isn't Trevor's last show. But might be. Could be. We'll get it figured out. Yeah. I still got to figure out what I'm going to do next semester. I mean, I could be walking to my car and have a tree fall on top of me, and today would be my last show, too. So, who knows? I mean, that is a possibility. Yeah, definitely with as windy as it can Yeah, be. I, don't, I don't think anyone wants that. Yeah, but. no, I don't. I would hope not. We're now going to talk about kind of it's off-season. Off-season's when you start thinking about crazy things. So, we're going to think about some crazy things here. And although we have no say in anything that goes, we also know some of what we're about to say probably practically won't happen, but we don't care. We're going to talk about, we're going to do this both for NASCAR and IndyCar. We're going to start with NASCAR, but some tracks that we would like to see on the NASCAR schedule. We're going to give our top five, maybe not in any particular order. We're not real organized here, but... Trevor probably is. I didn't even know I was supposed to organize them into a top five. I'm sure I could come up with something on the fly, though. <laughs> but but top five, we'll probably both end up giving eight. Who knows? But some tracks that, that we want to see on the schedule. Trevor, we'll start with you. Let's, let, let's 
Give Thanks. it back. Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's go trucks at Knoxville Raceway. Um, we've seen Eldora be a success. Knoxville's facility, for my money, is maybe Dirt better, track wise better is... than Eldora. Um, you're 30 minutes from Des Moines. Um, you could you could do something there. Go trucks at Knoxville. I'm, and double dip yeah, with I'm, something else later on, on my list. Yeah, I, I'll just go ahead and jump there. Put Iowa Speedway on every series list. And I'm someone that still thinks that we should be doing these midweek, mid-week mm-hmm. races. So do something like the Iowa Extravaganza where all three series are at Knoxville on like a Thursday. And then all three series are at Iowa Speedway the, that weekend. Yeah, I'd be down. I, I, selfishly, I'd be down for something like you that. You live in Iowa. Because it'd be two and a half hours from my house. Um, but, you know, or even do something where you do trucks at Knoxville on Thursday, Xfinity um, on Friday at Newton, because those, those tracks are like 30 minutes apart or something. And Cup Series Saturday. You might see some guys dabble, you know, a guy like Kyle Larson or a Kyle Bush. Um, dabble with the truck series race because they're only going 30 minutes at christopher bell um because they're 30 45 minutes down the road i one track and i'll keep it on dirt i want to see the cup series yes the cup series and i know there's some people that say hey just leave it to the trucks i want to see the cup series on dirt i do too i know it's never probably not going to happen but here's why in a world where arrow is king all that matters is, is arrow that, that's their number one priority on a dirt track with these cars, with how heavy heavy they are. Arrow becomes one of the least concerns. Yeah, you know, and I want to see a race where Arrow doesn't matter, and it's just solely about can you get the rear tires hooked to the dirt and can your driver wheel a car. Yeah, it'd be fun. Once a year, that would be great. Um, and maybe you don't have to make it a points race. Maybe for fun's sake, make it the all-star event. The cup cars. The on more you talk about that facet of it, because there would be people that would complain if it was, you know, a points race or heaven forbid, a playoff race. But now that you've thrown out the idea of, you know, running the All Star race on dirt, particularly at Eldora, you've really piqued my interest. Or, or make an exhibition event on a Wednesday night. Yep. And and tell the teams if you want to show up, you can. You don't have to. You've really piqued my. Do the All Star race. That's and if you don't want to do it at Eldora, guess what's sitting, I don't know, a tenth of a mile outside Charlotte Motor Speedway? A dirt track. Yeah. Run the all-star race there. I want to see the cup cars on dirt. That's what I'm getting at. It'd be awesome. Okay, Trevor, next track. Um, Gateway. I don't know what it is about that track I really like. Um, I think it's perfect size. We've seen the trucks put on good races and there. They had the Xfinity Series used to. They had facility upgrades, so they're capable of hosting both a cup series race and an xfinity series race doesn't have to just be the trucks for me i just another short track that i think should be back on the schedule both xfinity and cup are you, i think you're getting ready to say the one that i was going to say next well the, i when, when i when i sent out this that we were going to do this i i assume we were going to agree on almost everything but lorp luke's oil race okay. park not outside. the one well, not the one that would have been we're gonna like agree number. later yeah I said this wasn't going to be organized. Yeah. I don't know why we're numbering them at this point. Um, but, yeah, I, I, they always put on some really good expanded races. But Cup and Series if, go there as well. Yeah. And if you don't want to go put the Cup Series there, I get it. You know, I don't like at it, but I get, get it. The trucks but to me, the, the, you look at the Truck Series schedule, and I don't like it. I just plain and simple don't like it. You know, they used to run 25 races a year. Now they run 22. They run more big tracks than they need to. Short tracks. That's how this, you know, that's how Fairgrounds, Speedway, got Nashville, Five Flags, absolutely, um, Winchester, know, Winchester, Salem, Berlin, um, yeah, go places South like Boston, that. Boston. Yep, I mean, New Smyrna, Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, that one. We could um, go on yeah, and on and on. There's fifty of them. We could easily name Kern County. Yep. Um, Evergreen what's up the one in Washington. In, what's the one in Colorado? Is it just Colorado? The K- what's the one the Canon West series runs? Is it just Colorado, Colorado National Park? Or- I know what you're talking about. I, I can't think of the yeah, name. There, um, just run, run Every, all of them. Yeah, maybe trucks like Daytona, Talladega, Daytona, Talladega. You know, Bristol, Martinsville. But you throw those in with the short tracks. You know, if if you want to run a couple of, I, I think those, you should throw a couple mile and a half and a couple you know, big tracks Kansas, just so Charlotte, the young drivers Texas. get ready, but. You know, but do we need Michigan and Pocono both no. on the schedule? No, we don't. 
And Pocono, the and, Pocono truck race is and here, awful. Here's the thing about me, and I know practicality-wise, like you can't send the Cup Series to Five Flag Speedway. There, there's not enough seats. The facilities are not there. Five Flag, it's not talking down on Five Flags. It's an unbelievable mm-hmm. place. It's just not well, NASCAR and, track. And you look and, at like Eldora. You know they don't have live pit stops there. Something like that for you know the Xfinity or or Truck Series teams could do them wonders not having to but to yeah. mess with those and i just gave a bunch of my tracks there too but fairground speedway nashville assuming that that track can can stay afloat i know there's some some issues there, there's been issues at that track for 10 years and, and they're still there yeah can i rant about stupid people for a minute when, when we mention the fairgrounds can i just sit back and listen okay people um for anybody who may be looking at buying a house in the near future if you buy a house near a racetrack, disclosure, it's probably going to be loud. But it was there first. Um, you know, that's been kind of an ongoing thing with, with the fairgrounds. There was a race it's, at Myrtle Beach a couple of weeks back that was postponed or it was called stopped. short. Because, it was just straight stopped. Because some whiny because neighbors didn't. Well, the cops came yeah, they and literally, stopped the race. Yeah, that's. The craziest thing I've ever and heard of. A guy won, I think it was like 80 laps short distance or 80 or 40. It was somewhere within the last 100. I think it was a four, It was 300 or 400 lap race. It was like, race. what, 326 or something and that they stopped They it. threw the red flag because basically a cop told them to because yeah. they were over curfew. Which, I'm sorry, you know, like National Fairgrounds, that track was built in like 1904. Yep. Um, you, when you buy a house, you should be well aware of your surroundings and that track was there first it shouldn't cater to you i you know i have the pleasure of working at a racetrack that is literally in a town of about 1500 people that track's been there since the i want to say late 40s early 50s i don't remember off the top of my head and we have a gentleman's agreement when it comes to a curfew I, there's nothing written in stone there's no town ordinance um we try our hardest to you know, avoid causing harm with that. You know, we're not going to start at 11.30 at night, but we're not going to quit at 11.30 at night if we're close to getting done or if we think we can get it done in a timely manner. Um, people like that are just stupid. And I agree. Like, the other thing, and you talk about the fairgrounds, is it's been a, a noise issue. It's been, for a while, that was the issue. It just the town didn't want it there. The city didn't want it there. And the thing is, it is in Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's like in a neighborhood, right? It's it's in a neighborhood. It's in Nashville, and because of the sprawling nature of the city, it it no longer is. It used to be kind of right outside Nashville. Now it's in Nashville, and I, I don't think it's. I think the address, if I remember right, isn't isn't Nashville. It's one of the suburbs right outside of Nashville. But it. I mean, you you go through downtown, and then I raced at that track. So you go through downtown. You are in downtown and you get off on an exit. You don't drive through downtown and then kind of get into the suburbs. You are in downtown. I don't care. I mean, it's not it's not next to the skyscrapers, but you're in downtown. But when the track was built, it was there. There was some distance between the town and the track. Now there isn't, and people are complaining. And the, the track they only race eight times a year. It's only. I think and they, they, they've made agreements where there's only certain days that teams can come in and test. They, they can only race. There's a curfew. The, the track worked with the town, and the, it's still a issue. Now they're trying to build a soccer stadium. Bristol, or really Bristol, is trying to buy the, the facility to get NASCAR there. It's a mess in Nashville. Probably don't have time to, to get through all of what it is. It's going to take a lot to get NASCAR there. It's going to take a lot to keep that track open, but... A lot of people are trying to, to do so. Just remember, if you buy a, a house near a racetrack, it was there first. That's my tangent for today. And, and it is loud. And it's loud. It's not going to be. Until we go to Prius car racing, it's going to be loud. Which apparently we're Which, not too far off. Yeah, 2025, 2030, we <laughs> the good could thing be is there. they won't look like Priuses. But until we go to electric NASCAR, fair warning, it's going to be loud. Dirt racing, we're we're still not even fuel injected. We're still yeah, running carburetors. It's going to be a while before they get to electric dirt we racing. Got, we got to get to fuel injection you, first. You know another track I want to see back on the schedule that I would love to see on the Cup Series schedule? 
Rockingham. You know, I know it's still there's, there. They're there's, there's still it's got a new owner. It's it's they're working on some renovations. Um, they had a truck series race what about six or seven years ago. For a couple years, they tried to revive it. It didn't work. Now there's new owners there. They're upping the facility, making it a venue now for concerts, festivals, and at least it was said that the track will stay there. They want to run races at the track, so let's make it happen. Yeah, and then Iowa Speedway. Um, that one I. The only thing that scares me with with that is the attendance hasn't been there um, for their Xfinity races the last couple of years. But I would also argue that you could say that because you look at a lot of times those Xfinity races are standalone events um, on weeks where the Cup Series is running somewhere else. Um, or I think on Father's Day weekend um, during you know the College World Series, which is a very, very popular thing in the Midwest, particularly the state of Iowa two hours away in Omaha, so you're competing with that. I think Cup Series race that I would work. The track is perfect for a cup race. Um, it's 25 minutes outside of Des Moines. It's an hour from Iowa City. It's kind of – it's right in the middle um, of enough stuff for someone to do to make a weekend out of it. And, and some of the concerns to, to put a race at Iowa revolved around the stands not being big enough. Well, look at your attendance numbers right. and some other tracks. Don't worry about that. Optics-wise, look great to have a back I, I think they do see it. I can't remember if it's in the 40s or what. That's plenty. Um, but you look at some of the races we've had this year, 40,000 is totally fine. 30,000. So they'd have to add some, probably. But still, 30,000. Now, I got two tracks. One of them is, is already there. One of them's not. I think NASCAR should run the road course at Daytona. Yeah, as soon as I quit guessing during the break, I, I realized exactly where you were going, and, <laughs> they, and I totally agree with they, you. They, 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 they've done the Roval at Charlotte. That is so confined. It's, it's weird. It's small. It's technical. It's a great race. It's a great race because it's chaotic because there's no space. I think running a race at Daytona on that road course is a little bit more open. It's high, it, it's high speed. That would be fun. Yeah, no, I... And then, and then be. you'd have an opportunity to you're, you're not running restrictor plates, and you maybe don't run the short track package. You fix the package first before you run a road course at Daytona. Fix the aero package that you were running at road courses and short tracks this year. Fix that, and then run it at Daytona. But a road course race at Daytona, and then the other one is I saw this and 100 thought this should happen, but NASCAR. Pick a town, put some barriers up, and go street racing. Maryville. Let's do the Grand Prix of Maryville. <laughs> I well, the one problem with that, there's too many potholes, but Well, hey, have you seen some have you seen Dover? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But honestly No, in all reality it'd be somewhere like Houston or But initially when I saw it. I, I was like, no way, this shouldn't happen. This isn't a good idea. It won't work. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, absolutely 100% they should do this. Because, one, a lot of the tracks, they're, they're, they're around cities, but as you mentioned, Iowa Speedway, they're 40 minutes outside. Mm-hmm. Or you go to Chicagoland, yes, it's near Chicago, but it's in Joliet. Same, same with Kansas. Kansas, it's close enough people can get there, but it's not – in a city you don't you don't roll up in the middle of downtown and boom there's the sprint center there's no track that that, that sits like that or you look at a bristol or a martinsville there really isn't much around there or kentucky which is in new hampshire it's just kind of there you you build a, a street course and, and say and maybe you'd make that the double header indycar nascar weekend yeah it'll be close confines racing it probably won't be the the best race the first time out because things will need to be looked at and how to make NASCAR work on a street course. But street course and racing with NASCAR just sounds fun. I think the thing, too, at this that would really be the draw to it is go to a market where you're not currently at. Seattle, Boston, New Orleans, um, you know, somewhere in there. Memphis, even. Um, you know, obviously, you don't want, like, the Kansas City Grand Prix because you've got Kansas Speedway 10 miles away. Yeah, he, um, Cleveland, we've seen. I, I don't know if any car ever did, but I know Kart did Grand Prix races at Cleveland. I think they did one at Boston one year. Seattle, Portland, somewhere well, I know IndyCar has been trying to get Boston for yep. a while, but, but do um, a street course. Or 
you can, and it can be an area, and like I said, you can go to St. Pete. Yep. With the IndyCar series. Or Long Beach. NOLA. Down in, that's not a street that's course. That's not a street it? course. Right. But go go to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and find some find it find a new place that, that you can lay out a track that wants it there and create a new market. That's kind of the, the, the key thing I saw with it is and it, yes, it's a little bit of a novelty, but what's to say NASCAR hasn't done that already? But with some of the stuff they've done, let's not make it a novelty. Let's make it fun, let's make it a good race. Do a street course. And do it in a new market. I might be a minority, but I think street courses are freaking awesome. I agree. Like, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I know it's it's got to be a logistical nightmare. Um, setting well, it up, but they're awesome. And, and the fun thing about it is, I mean, just to think, when they tear it down, the rubber's still going to be there. You drive through. Say, let's say for for theoretical purposes, right now. We're closest to Kansas City. You do a street course race in Kansas City. It wouldn't work in downtown. There's too many hills. It wouldn't happen in downtown Kansas City. I think you could maybe make it work with the downtown airport, do some things there, but then you're not really set up. There's not a place for it in Kansas City, but let's say there was. Let's say Kansas Speedway wasn't there. You've got a new market, but then you're you're driving, you know, Next to the Sprint Center, and, and your what's that on the the yellow line where I'm or the white line where I'm supposed to stop? Well, that's that's rubber off the the NASCARs. Like there, there's cool things about that, and and you can do some things like Monaco, where one of the the most pretty much the most famous street course in the world. They leave half their stuff up all year round. When you go to Monaco, you you know where the track is because the rumble strips are still there. They leave those around the curbs. They they just it's part of the the city is the street course. So I think doing a street course race would be fun. I think it'd be really cool. Like I said, just go to somewhere where you don't normally go and then you're drawn. And I, that seems to be kind of from what I've read an emphasis for them in 2021 is they want to draw to some new markets, um, which, you know, there, there's no longer the stigma. There shouldn't be the stigma that NASCAR is just a Southern sport. Um, and I think that's the right way to go. I, I agree. Fortunately now, we are out of time as hopefully it's not our last show, but if it is, we thank everyone for listening. We'll try to get one next week. We're looking at Wednesday evening right now, probably around 5 or 6 o'clock, but kind of just depends on our final schedule with the way classes work. They Our finals aren't at the same time as our classes during finals. Yeah, week, so we got to move stuff things. around, find, find some other time to, to do a show, but we'll try to get one more in and try to send – Trevor off in, in his senior year with one more left turn. Goodbye. That'll do it for us. Jacob Blair, Trevor Mater, thanks for listening to The Left Turn on X106.